welcome back to Embodied Millions. This is Danielle Margraf, and here we are. We're together again, and that's always just so beautiful for me, and I'm imagining it is for you as well. One of the things that I can't escape is my emotion around not only what's happening in the world, but just this deep grief that I feel, right? There just seems to be this deep grief. I actually went, um, not even quite a month ago to my hairdresser to get my hair done. And she was wearing this beautiful necklace. And I knew that it was representative of, um, a country. And I commented on it. And I love her. I think she's just so amazing. She actually might even be listening. <laughs> um, and I said, oh, I love your necklace. And, you know, she went on to share that it was, yeah, it was the, the shape of the state of Israel. And, you know, she has family there. And she shared with me some of her experiences. Uh, speaking to her parents and what she has been following, right? And we cried together. I mean, we just, we had a little bit of a cry together. And for just the the grief of the world, the grief of, you know, so many people, so many children. And I just want to honor that space of grief, right? I think it's it's easy to always try to push away feelings or clear feelings. You know, I worked in energy medicine for a really long time. And, you know, when I was working and I had my own energy medicine practice um, in like real person, like a real office, people would come. Um, and, you know, one of the things that everyone wants to do is they want to not feel what they feel. They want to push it away. They want to clear it, right? And I think that that is what a lot of energy medicine practitioners are very skilled at doing is maybe moving energy, right? Helping clear. But I have really learned to be with, right? And that is part of my own somatic training and part of my own healing is to not try to change it into anything but to just really be with it. I think a lot of times we're afraid to be with hard emotions like grief because we're afraid it will it will swallow us up. It will be a place that we go to that we can't ever climb ourselves out of. Uh, because the same reason I think that we start to slow down when we start to tap into rest, you know, we're exhausted. We realize how much we've been holding and pushing and we we tend to get exhausted and actually this idea of rest is like, oh my God, I didn't realize how how much I was holding and how tired I am. And I think that goes for, you know, grief. I think it goes for things, you know, emotions like anger or rage. I think it goes for all of these hard emotions that can really feel unsafe for us to be with because we've never been taught to be with them. We've been taught to hurry up and get through it. We've been taught to not express it. We've been taught to, um, you know, not to be socialized around it, right? To not move with it. 
and there was no proper way to move with it, right? It was just, there was just not no space. And so to create space within your body and with your, in your environment, right? To create space with people who are safe, to create space through stillness, to create space through, um, having a moment with yourself and a warm liquid and a touch of raw honey to create space where you are connecting with someone where you truly feel deeply like you belong and can connect with safely to create space right within within yourself in the beginning of a day right to just sit and be quiet and to be in silence with yourself like i think these are ways that we start to learn how to be with right not rushing to clear anything but being with right being with ourselves and so um i guess i say this because well one um i think the winter right and that which is we're coming up on the winter solstice solstice on thursday this thursday but one of the things that i know to be true is that we're going into this dark right these dark months these dark months are really reflective months, months of tuning inward, months of, uh, more quiet, maybe more, you know, more blackness. And I used to very much resist these months. Like I would get restless and frustrated and, and angry. And I kept looking for ways to escape, right? Escape the cold escape the darkness, escape the short days, escape um, the quiet, right? There's not much going on. There's not much to do. No one's really braving (laughs) the cold to go out or, you know, as often, I think, or as much, at least where I, where I grew up anyway. And I just think overall, it's a more reflective, quiet time. And, you know, when I've decided to settle, right, because I, I've lived in beautiful, sunny places where it was sunny and warm all year long and you know where i live is there's four distinct seasons and eh, not every year but for the most part there's four uh more distinct seasons than some other parts of the world and you know this idea that i decided to settle where there is four seasons and i didn't want to be resisting or dreading you know, half the year, you know, I did not want to feel that way about my life because I don't live my life like that, right? I live a prosperous life. I create um the life that I want to live. And so, you know, to choose to live in this, in this very seasonal part of the world, I thought I need to really be with what, you know, what am I dreading? And I think that what I've come to is to really embrace this time of year where it's an invitation to rest. Actually, it's an invitation. I remember living out in California, such beautiful weather, right? Like just gorgeous weather almost, almost all the time. And every sunny day, which was like almost every day. I felt an obligation to be outside. I thought I got to take advantage of this. And maybe that's an East Coast or going to the West Coast, right? I got to take advantage of every sunny day. 
Because here on the East Coast, we don't know if it's going to rain or if it's going to be, you know, too cold or if it's going to snow or, you know, there's all these different things. And out there, it was just, I wanted to take advantage of every day. And so there didn't lend itself a reason to rest where here on the East Coast, like if it's a rainy, dreary, cold, gray day, right? You might, you might be more, um, it's more of an invitation to like, make some warm cup of tea, right? Or some warm liquid and to get cozy, you know, in some some really relaxed, cozy clothes and to cuddle up and snuggle with a soft blanket and to, you know, journal or binge watch some TV that you haven't watched or to take time to do some restorative movement or to you know, um, light a candle and meditate or, you know, fire gaze or whatever, whatever, you know, bake, uh, you know, just do something that the weather or the time of year doesn't dictate because it's about pushing and moving and production and, you know, taking advantage of, you know, uh, and so, I've really started to move into this space of embracing this, this time of year where it's colder and it's darker and it's more, more about moving inward than external movement and finding the richness in that and finding the depth in that and find the, finding the layers in that. And it has proven so fueling, nourishing for my soul because I've been able to find these pockets of rest that I don't have to earn, but that I get to just be in because I am, right? That I'm not made for constant production. And I believe that when we've been in survival and we've been patterned for survival, and, and you know, I think we've all had some level of trauma and survival energy in us. I think we're born survivors, you know, like literally, I think we are born to survive, right? I think that there has been a real, it's a real practice in accessing the parts of us that are alive with pleasure and rest and softness and sacredness and stillness and richness. You know, it is a practice and, you know, there is such depth to it that I think we're, when we think, okay, I'm going to rest, you know, and we put it on the agenda, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a something that we check off, you know, we check the box off and when we can start to really be in it and dance with ourselves and be with all that's alive within us and not be scared of it and not feel like we need to clear it and not feel like we have to push it away and not feel like we even have to transform it. It will actually transform on its own when we spend time being with. Which brings me to a uh, something that I shared this past week and I don't know if we actually released it yet, but I was talking about how, you know, we, many of us are safer in the constriction. We're safer in that contracted place within us. And again, instead of trying to change that, 
right? Because we have been really taught to by to create success. We need to expand. We need to receive more, right? And I talk about those very things. But doing it in a way where it is a natural expansion from your own body is how you create body-led success. It's how you create a body-led business. It's how you create a body-led life. And that means that we find the constriction within us. We can feel the contraction. We can feel where it's not going well. We can feel, feel where it's not going right and good. And what we do is, right, we are in a state of, you know, being with that. And again, just using all the examples of how, right? And what happens is, is that constriction starts to be seen and be heard and can start to create some space within ourselves where we find ourselves safely expanding, opening ourselves up, which is, right, creates more space and movement. And we know movement creates healing, right? When we have space to move, that is when healing is accessible to us. And we can do it from this place of compassion, from this place of being with, from this space of deep surrender, but not necessarily a letting go surrender, but a surrender to go within, to surrender, to not resist it or have to fix it in any way, to surrender to what is. And I just think that is just the most brilliant work. Um, I know you know, I love, love, love what I do. And I love what I do because the potency and the power of tapping into our own wisdom time and time again brings us back to self-loyalty as a practice. So if you're someone who has experienced self-abandonment, maybe there was emotionally unavailable parents, maybe um, you were emotionally or physically abandoned, maybe there was no space for you. Maybe you were told you were too much. Maybe you were never measured up and you, right? And then we start to, we start to conform, you know, and contort ourselves for acceptance, for validation, for, um, am I okay? Right? Please see me. Please hear me. Am I okay? And, you know, our safety is dependent on their safety, that whoever there, that person is, whoever they are. Right. It's like, are, are you safe? Are you okay? And then I'll be okay. And do you approve of me? And then I'll be okay. Are you, are you, you know, are you, um, happy with me? And then I'll be okay. And what if we just started to practice? And this is something I'm also practicing on a deeper level, right? But practicing to be okay when people disapprove of me, practicing to be okay even when someone doesn't like me or doesn't like my message or doesn't like what I do. You know, I am practicing being safe no matter what, no matter what. And not everyone's going to get it and not everyone has to get your message, right? But the truth is, is that, you know, your message and your mission and the movement that you're creating in the world, it all starts and ends with you and your embodiment, right? And attuning and doing this very deep level work. I know that 99% of the women that come to me have said, oh my gosh, I've done so much work though, but I've done so much work. I've done so much work. And the power of this work in the way that, 
right? And and this is just one of the examples is what I'm sharing with you here today. But, you know, um, I had someone work with me a couple of weeks ago and she said, oh, I've been to tons of therapy and tons of somatic um, therapists and tons of, done tons of coaching. And I said, oh, why are you here? And she said, well, I've had this one question that I've been searching for the answer for, for over 20 years. And I said, okay, let's, you know, dig in and we'll just see what's there, you know? And so at the end of the, at the end of our session, she said, I cannot believe for 20 years I've had the same question. And and in this session, you have given me the answer that I've been longing for. And the truth is, I did not give her the answer. The answer was within her. And one of the things that she pointed out was that to not feel like she was being forced to fix or change anything gave her the space to hear the inner voice, to hear the wisdom that was within her already. Right. And so the richness of you knows no bounds, right? There are no, there is no edges to that. It is infinite. You, you, you embody an infinite intelligence and a universal intelligence. And, you know, however you are going into this winter solstice and this winter season, however you're going into the holidays, wherever you are, right? I just encourage you to um, be with yourself. Just really be with yourself and show up for yourself and look at where are you saying yes and where are you saying no, you know, and how can you, you know, honor you so you can honor others? How can you show up for you so you can show up for others? And really being in this sacred work of embodiment, right? It's just, it's just a beautiful work to be in your own body wisdom and to create wealth from there and to create prosperity from there and create a life and a business that you just adore and have, have the, have the spaciousness to continue to create without feeling the push of productivity that you have to, but that you choose to. And that will be felt, you know, throughout your, your practice and your business and, you know, your, as you're building and growing and creating. So, okay. I feel complete there. I'd love to hear how this is supportive of you. I'd love to hear how this is supportive of um, the choices that you're making. Uh, moving into this last couple of weeks of the year. And I will definitely see you next Tuesday. Um, I believe that will be our last, I think that's our last episode for this year, for this 2023 year. And so um, I'd love to hear your ideas, there's thoughts of of um, what you, how you'd like to complete this year with me. Uh, otherwise, we'll just see what comes through. All right. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.